Welcome to Confidently Curious. I'm Amanda. And I'm Mia Rose. And we are so excited for you to join our live chat today. Welcome back. We are so happy to welcome you to our second episode. I'm joined here, of course, with the beautiful, lovely Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Mia. So happy to talk to you tonight. Honestly, same. I love a good catch up. I love the opportunity to talk <laughs> to you. I'll take any excuse to talk to you. Aww. And I just want to hear all the updates. How was your holiday season? How's it been going? Yeah, it's been great. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the holidays are, I love the holiday season, but it's also kind of a tricky time. And this year was no exception to that. Yeah. Um, you know, here in New York City, we were kind of shutting down a little bit again and just being super cautious leading up to the holidays. So Mm -hmm. extra stress associated with that, especially knowing that I'll be seeing my family. So, um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How were your holidays? I think similarly, like there's so much excitement generated about the holiday season and spending time with loved ones. But unfortunately during this time period, there's just so many more things that we have to think about that, is just draining and knowing how many people are affected right now is just devastating like it's 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 more and more I know absolutely and something we've talked about kind of offline a little bit and um I think really ties into this is creating boundaries yeah you know and around the holidays you're around more and more people you're getting like more and more information it's coming from everywhere and I think it could be a bit harder to create those boundaries with all that excess, you know, excess family time, excess friends time, food, alcohol, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and trying to find that balance in what feels like a really imbalanced (laughs) time. Totally. It's like we work so hard to develop these routines and these habits. And then once holidays come, when we see old family and old friends, we're like, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye to I'm going to stay up later. I'm going to eat things I don't typically eat. My <laughs> workout routine is going to be through the roof. Um, and I think it's about giving yourself grace of knowing that this is not your permanent state and understanding if we do regress to previous behaviors or mindsets, that doesn't have to be an indication that we are actually regressing, right? Like growth isn't linear. Healing isn't linear. So we might be back in an old environment, but that's just another opportunity for us to really showcase all that we've done to change and to grow. So it's hard, of course, to remember in the moment. (laughs) Like I had moments to remind myself like, hey, this is temporary. I was here for a short amount of time. Can you you come home with me next time, Mia? So you could be my reminder. (laughs) Yeah, I was saying, can we just travel together because then we can just keep each other in line. Um, And I guess this is a wonderful (laughs) opportunity to tell listeners that you and I have known each other for almost a year. And truly on our year anniversary, is when I am going to see you. What? I didn't realize that it would be our year anniversary. Um, I know. Isn't that wild? That is amazing. I am smiling from ear to ear. That is me too. So great. I'm so, so exciting. 
I it's so funny because I feel like you and I talk more than almost anyone in my life right now and I'm like I still haven't given you a hug in person (laughs) so I'm so excited to just to have the best time with you so I'm going to New York City yeah spend time with you and to make this a reality that we've been talking about for months so I can't wait I'm so excited I cannot wait to show you around the city I already have like an itinerary in my head of love it what we're gonna do that weekend it's gonna be so fun um and I'm so grateful for you for coming and gosh I think we talked about this in the first episode a little bit but meeting online Mm -hmm. um through you know, a remote workplace. It's just been such a blessing and to connect with people from all across the country is just something I didn't think I would ever do. Mm-hmm. I think if you think back to like pre-pandemic, I was a teacher, um, in-person teaching, and I never imagined a world where I worked 100% remotely. I met friends remotely, friends from yeah. the country and had clients from all across the country. So it's really, it's been incredible in a lot of ways, you know, that's oh silver lining. So much silver lining. And it's incredible to say like in this time period where the world is shutting down, knowing that there is so much life in these interactions that are remote, like you said, and to know that you can still have that deep sense of connection and friendship when you can only see someone through a screen or through a phone call. It's, it is really, really special. So I don't take those little interactions for granted as much as I probably did a few years ago before the pandemic. And definitely the fact that I'm going to see you in person, I'm going to savor every single moment. (laughs) I'm thrilled. I'm so thrilled. And um, it's a great segue into our guest for episode. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I, that is definitely one of the people that we will be meeting up with that weekend in New York city. Um, And we are so thrilled to have this next guest on the podcast. Her name Mm -hmm. is Jay. She's very, very, very important to me and just a light in my life. And she's a multifaceted holistic practitioner in New York City who incorporates her intuition healing worth work with her education and experience as a licensed board certified integrative health and wellness coach and a registered nurse in holistic emergency and trauma nursing for over 16 years. So as a holistic nurse practitioner, she has supported healthcare providers and staff and patients in New York City hospitals. And she also has her own private clients through her holistic practice, Serang Healing LLC. We are so excited to chat with her, um, and we hope you enjoy the combo as much as we did. Yeah, that was such a beautiful introduction and just, like, brought me back to the time that we talked with her. Sarah is such a light and provided so many insightful gems that will truly inspire you. What she's done during not only COVID, but in her history and her career is nothing short of just absolutely aspirational. I love talking to her. I'm so grateful that you made that connection. And I can't wait to see her again in February. And I know that she'll be a repeated guest in the future. Absolutely. Enjoy. Yes, enjoy. Welcome back to Confidently Curious. I am so excited about our guest today. 
Sarah is someone who is very, very special to me um, and just such a light in the community and in my life. Um, Sarah, we were talking about an intro for you, and you have so many different titles and wear so many different hats. So we thought it might be best if you could give the listeners a little roundup of who you are, what your background is, um, yeah, and what you are bringing to Confidently Curious. Sure. So hello. First of all, I want to say thank you so much to Amanda January and Mia Rose for inviting me here to be with you all today. I hope you guys are having an amazing rest of your year. It's been uh, quite the year this year. And my name is Sarah Che. I'm a holistic nurse. Uh, My history is I used to be an ER trauma nurse for almost 17 years. So currently I'm focusing on practice. I work at the bedside with uh, patients and their family members and the staff in hospitals. I also do corporate wellness in New York City. And I have my own clients that I see with for one-on-one holistic coaching and healing such as Reiki, sound baths, and a whole slew of other modalities we'll talk about later. But I'm <laughs> here, yeah. We are so happy to have you. Thank you so much for joining. I think this perspective that you will bring to us today will enlighten our listeners and, you know, start the conversation of what does it look like to have some alternative healings in the Western Medication Center. So I would love to start there. Uh, You know, what what are you providing to these individuals with cases of COVID and how does it look like for them to heal holistically? Ooh, that's a, a really deep question. And, you know, honestly, a lot of people have been asking me that question. And it's, you know, it's challenging. It's multifaceted. As an ER nurse during the peak of COVID, I was at the bedside really um, playing my role as an ER nurse and uh, making sure that they're getting enough oxygen. And then the holistic wow. side of was there when they were scared I would hold their hands and just tell them you know what we're gonna go through this together you're not alone and and so I was working at two different hospitals here in New York City at the time in March April and um, you know all the way through and it was interesting because I was the ER trauma nurse at one and then a holistic nurse at the other hospital in New York City. So seeing the different perspectives, mm-hmm. what a unique opportunity to see how people experience things that are unexpected and life tra- changing and transformational for families. So as a holistic nurse at one of the hospitals, I took on the role as a clinical nurse liaison. So what we would do is we were the mediators between the patients that were in these isolated rooms and the critical care team and the family members. So we would round with a critical care team and then communicate it in a way that the family members could understand because, you know, patients who have COVID aren't able to have family at the bedside. Wow. And because um, we try to limit cross yeah. and exposure mm-hmm. in the community. So uh, they were really grateful that we took on this role to communicate with them and we would do video calls with the patients and family members and the team so that they would be looped into what was going on. And I think the challenging part, honestly, was 
as a holistic nurse, uh, I wanted to do all I could when it came to making sure that they felt safe and comfortable and they didn't feel alone. And the other part of me was like wanting to kick in in that ER role. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's interesting to integrate both. Absolutely. And I think one of the beautiful parts of it was as patients were passing and transitioning on uh, to be able to hold space for them and their family members, and hold up the uh, smart device and be able to just stand witness in that moment as family members would call in and say their last goodbyes to their to their loved one. And I think that is such a rare and precious gift that we has we have as healthcare providers. And um, that's what I try to remind healthcare providers because that's the other role that I have is supporting healthcare staff and providers, um, nurses, doctors, PAs, nurse practitioners, techs. Um, and it, it's challenging. It takes its toll, you know, and a lot of people think, you know, it's their job. But, you know, it's it's it, a lot of times it's tough to talk about things, things when mm -hmm. we come home. And uh, that was one of the most precious gifts I could do was support staff as they were processing what was going on their own questions about the pandemic and supporting them through it. So, yeah, it's been a lot. It's been, wow. <laughs> I probably took a long time. After that. No, no, that so, was a beautiful. Answer. Yeah. Thank you. So important. And can you share what were some of the ways that you were supporting the staff? Um, and what did you find to be the most meaningful to them and making sure that they were protecting their health and their mental health? Oh, I love that question. I, and I love that you're interested in that because it's been one of my passions ever since I started on this holistic path. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I felt that there was a need to reach out to healthcare providers years ago. And yeah. it's interesting how a pandemic that has affected the globe has brought light to a situation that is in a pandemic across the, the healthcare systems mm -hmm. is a lack of care for healthcare providers. And wow. to be honest, I really love working for Northwell Health here in New York City mm -hmm. because they really make it very clear that they care about their staff and their well-being. And so I honestly decided to work for Northwell Health and uh, Inner City Hospital here because they support staff. And what I did as a holistic nurse during the pandemic, and I'm still doing, is we provide a safe space. It's called the Lavender Lounge. And it's only for staff. And the lights are dimmed. There's like uh, Himalayan salt lamps. And there's relaxing meditation music. And we hold hours for staff to come in. We support the night staff and the day shift staff. And during the pandemic, what we would do is hold hours throughout the day and they would come in, we would do Reiki, we'd do coaching, healing touch, um, M technique, which is a light gentle massage, aromatherapy, uh, and just hold space. Sometimes people just needed uh, someone to support them as they cried, or they just needed a place to take big deep breaths away from the bedside. Yeah. And we're still doing that now. And during the uh, pandemic, we were actually going around the units from the ER room all the way up to the 10th floor um, where the ORs are. So we rounded on each unit and we checked in with staff, asked them how they were doing. A lot of times they couldn't get away from the unit. So mm -hmm. we used um, 
we call it universal precaution. So we wear gloves and everything between caring for each healthcare provider mm-hmm. and for the ones who could get away for a couple of seconds, um, we would talk with them or provide Reiki or the other modalities that I mentioned. Um, and we would, uh, we would send out this mass invitation for people to donate. So, so many people donated during the COVID pandemic. And if you donated to a hospital or healthcare provider, they really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. They loved the lotions because using um, hand sanitizer really dries the skin out. Dries the skin out. We were we had scabs and cuts all over our hands, so it was really nice to have these donated lotions and face creams and all these other donations that they really appreciated. So thank you so much wow. to everyone supports healthcare providers. I personally really appreciate you. Sarah, thank you so much for sharing and shining light on this situation. This has been already such a gift to hear. Do you mind elaborating a little bit more on some of these modalities that you mentioned, like Reiki? I would love to give the listeners a a thorough explanation of what Reiki practices look like. Sure. And, you know, modalities is a word we use within a holistic world. It basically means different practices or services Mm -hmm. that we provide. And so um, one of the main modalities that I use is healing presence. I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm not certified in this, or I didn't study this. Just your presence of being fully present in all of your senses and listening actively imagining the words that someone is saying is coming out of your own mouth and really listen listening to the message a lot of times people may lack the words or the language but if you can actively listen that in itself can be a modality and then within the healing touch modalities i use healing touch m technique um reiki therapeutic touch i also use twina so um healing touch is basically a modality that was created by an rn and we use uh, techniques from the hopi native tribe which i give so much gratitude for allowing us to use these modalities within healing um Reiki is a practice we adopted from Japan. And actually in Japan, there are Reiki clinics that have been completely transforming lives. So we adopted it here in the United States and we're going through this amazing progressive wave where hospital systems are incorporating Reiki at the bedside for patients. And so essentially what it is, it's um, energetic healing that is very gentle and it promotes relaxation and it decreases pain uh, perception and it allows them get in, to get into a deeper state of consciousness and awareness. So there's two styles. There's hands hovering where the practitioner allows their hands to hover over the receiver's body about two to three inches. And the other technique is hands touching where the practitioner's hands touch the physical recipient's body. And patients love it. They think it's so relaxing. I've had patients who um, were on 120 milligrams of morphine for pain. And after Reiki, they didn't need morphine at all because it is unbelievable. Like 
there, what happens is they release oftentimes that narrative around pain and they're able to feel more empowered and um, just holding space for that experience and their experience of pain and their trauma on multiple levels, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually, it really um, elicits a complete healing transformation within themselves on multiple levels. So I've seen this so many times. I've had people have completely spiritual experiences in the hospital, in private sessions, in workplaces. And usually their response is, what is that? And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, well, that's, yeah, that's your own healing potential coming through the surface. I love how you worded that your own healing potential coming to the surface. That's powerful. Definitely. It's not me. It's not the facilitator. I I always tell my students because I teach Reiki, be aware of people who claim to be quote unquote healers because, you know, it's not about the ego of healing someone. Mm -hmm. Everyone is born with their natural ability to access inner healing within them. I think sometimes we just need a little help. And so we as helpers, we facilitate that. We hold space for them as they journey through healing. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I feel so empowered and I know you well and have been blessed to be taught by you. Um, but just listening to you speak and explain it again, and especially in the, in the healthcare field, how mm. it's been so empowering for so many patients. It's so empowering just for me to, to hear these words. Um, and how did you come to start facilitating Reiki? Has this been a long journey for you exploring these modalities? Yeah, it honestly has been. I'll be honest with you. I was raised in a very conservative Christian Protestant Pentecostal family. Both of my parents are Pentecostal preachers and actually my sister and her husband are also preachers. So mm-hmm. Um, I was raised in a very um, strict (laughs) Christian home, but from a young age, I was able to see and interact spirits in the spiritual world, and I had very clear prophetic dreams, and I used to be so scared to go to sleep at night. It would torment me because I thought, like, something's wrong with me, like, these spiritual Mm -hmm. beings are attacking me, but as I've come to understand more um, along my journey... I think it was because they realized that I could hold space and they felt comfortable to come to me to share a message. And I just didn't know how to interpret it at that time. But as I've gone along, um, my concept of spirituality has really grown and expanded and changed. Um, And I want to encourage anyone who's listening, if you come from a certain religion, I'm not speaking against it. I I actually am grateful for many of the things I was taught within my upbringing. Um, But along my path, I had to choose to take the good from what I learned and then leave the rest behind. And um, if that's what you need to do along your spiritual journey, I I highly um, support you for that. And that's what I did was I started um, seeking what is it to be more connected to myself? Because what happened is as an ER trauma nurse, I started becoming emotionally numb and jaded. I 
um, you know, as an ER nurse in, in a trauma slot, you have to keep going no matter what you see, no matter what you hear from patients, no matter how long the shift is, you just have to keep going. And it doesn't really give you time to process in a healthy way. And so what was happening after shifts is we would go out and drink. We would um, process by drinking and complaining, which was fine for where I was at, at that time. But what happened was I couldn't recognize myself anymore. After 10 years mm -hmm. of being an ER nurse, wow. I was emotionally numb and it was um, seeping into my personal life where I couldn't empathize with my family members and friends and mm -hmm. my romantic relationships. People would be like, oh, I'm going through this, that and the other. And my response was always, well, you're alive, aren't you? And uh, it made people not want to talk to me. And so I realized uh, this isn't me. I didn't used to be like this. So I went to see a therapist and the therapist asked me a really life-changing question. She said, well, how can you show compassion to other people when you're not living compassionately towards yourself? Yeah. And that really was a turning point for me. I, I had to ask myself, like, what does living compassionately towards myself and showing myself grace and mercy look like mm -hmm. every day? And that's what set me on this holistic journey is I started getting massages. And this is how the universe works, ladies. Like my <laughs> massage therapist was a holistic nurse. And as she was massaging me, she was like working on me, you know, <laughs> she's like, you know, I'm a nurse too. I'm a holistic nurse. I used to be a nurse um, in the hospital system, but I've become more, in, uh, I uh, embrace more of a natural approach. And she's like, um, you can do this too. And, I'm, and I said, you know, I'm just an ER nurse. I wasn't really trained in all this. And she told me, she said, you're not just anything. You are an amazing person and if you're calling if you feel called to um, get interested into certain things that inspire you it's for a reason and you should look into it so um, she said this pain that you have I I think you need to go deeper so I scheduled the session with an acupuncturist and that was like whoa it took 10 years of pain off my body and wow. I cried yeah, I cried for the first time in 10 years. I hadn't cried oh. in over 10 years. And um, I was walking home and I was like, oh, man, I need more of this. Right. So I enrolled into um, the holistic nursing program at Pacific, uh, Pacific College of Health Science. And <laughs> that program changed my life. I was like, what have I been missing this entire time? So. Yeah. I graduated. Um, well, while I was there, I learned healing touch. And during the healing touch sessions, I kept seeing a woman in my sessions. And I would ask the teacher, who's this woman that's in the room? And he, he was like, there's no woman. It's just me and the students. And I go, no, there's this woman that comes into the sessions through healing touch two, three, and then healing touch four. This woman kept coming into my sessions. And, um, Finally, I was like, you know, I don't really think many people know the term healing touch, but they know the term Reiki. Mm -hmm. So I signed up for a Reiki class. And that woman that I kept seeing was teaching the class. Stop it. I'm serious. 
and that oh, made my goodness yeah it like made me sick to my stomach I was like this is so crazy so I went up to her and I was like hey I know this sounds crazy but I've been seeing you for a year and she goes oh yeah it's completely normal oh <laughs> it's completely normal yeah, I love that was- response I love it <laughs> she's so funny she's like uh, my higher self calls my students into the work and so, wow. well, actually, I think this kind of happened to you, Amanda. Because it, it did. Yeah, because yeah. I was like thinking, um, I think Amanda's ready to teach. I think Amanda's oh. ready to teach. And um, you contacted me and you're like, yes. I'm interested in teaching. Yes. And I was having, I had a few dreams about you. You came to me Stop in it. my dream. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that I want to start oh. dreaming. When, when, <laughs> when are my dreams going to come? I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Just ask for them. Ask for dreams. It'll it'll come to you. Definitely. And, you know, that's the power of connected consciousness. consciousness. So from there, I started I, my own practice. And that's where it really boomed was with Reiki. People are interested in healing on multiple levels, physically, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, financially. And patients love it. And it's just been kind of branching off from there. Uh, Now I'm going back to school at Pacific College of Health Science for acupuncture and Chinese medicine and herbs. So I think that the learning never really stops when you are uh, listening to yourself and you're wanting to grow and expand. Things will come along your path and say yes to the things that feel right and align with you. Incredible. There are so so many nuggets of (laughs) golden goodness that I want to highlight. And one of the things I am you is how you come to terms with reality with such grace and peace and you hold space beautifully and you're able to process what is happening and let go of things that no longer serve you. Has that come with time and how are you actively practicing the process and arriving peacefully to your new reality? Ooh, girls, these are deep questions. Um, (laughs) We go deep here. We go really deep. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. You know, I have like such Plutonian energy, so I love the deep conversations. I'm not much of a superficial conversation type of gal. Oh, I can tell. I love it. (laughs) How's the weather? No, like, how's your spiritual growth? (laughs) Um, So to be honest, I think looping back to what I was talking about before, growing up in a Christian home and being a pastor's daughter, I was always taught to worry about how people are and how people feel and how people are doing. And so I was constantly managing people's expectations Mm -hmm. growing up. Even at a young age, I was like five years old going up to people and be like, you know, um, did you like the service? And in kind of catering to people. But what ended up happening is it kind it started seeping into my adulthood and um, which can be good when it is something that you want to do. But what was happening was I started people pleasing. I was worrying about how people felt and what people thought about me, all of these things. And it, um, in many ways it limited me. And I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of people who are listening may think like, Oh, this girl seems like she has her life together. Um, no, like I've been through a lot of trauma and, um, 
a lot of things in my life that I experienced along my my path. And to be honest, I wouldn't trade those things that happened to me um, for for anything because it happened for me in some ways that allowed me to be the person that I am today. And a lot of my my friends and my clients and patients that I encounter actually experience similar experiences. And so I think in some ways it allows me to have empathy in a deeper way that I may not have had if I didn't experience these things. And I think through that, I realized, you know what, this is my personal journey. And I was created and called during this time for a reason and a purpose. And I'm not going to live my life worrying about what people think about me, or what they think I should be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to do what I feel is best and what aligns with my calling and what inspires me. And um, I just realized, like, I don't need to be spending time and energy worrying about what people think, uh, managing their expectations, reactions, actions, non-actions, responses. Like I'm responsible for me, my actions, my responses, and how I treat people and what I do with my time and energy. So snap screen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny that we're talking about this today because um, Chiron is direct in Aries today. And I, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have heard of astrology. I think astrology is an amazing modality of self-awareness and self-reflection and self-growth and self-actualization. And I've been studying it for over 20 years. Wow. And um, yeah, Chiron is considered the quote-unquote wounded healer in Greek um, mythology. He was the one who, as he was helping other people, he injured himself and he had he couldn't leave his cave in the mountains. And so he had to come up with herbal concoctions to heal himself in his cave. And people would visit him and get healing for him. And he was considered the wounded healer along his journey of helping other people. He himself was injured, but continued to heal and help others along their healing. And so when Chiron in uh, the constellations and the stars goes direct in Aries, Aries is a sign of self-awareness, self-growth, self-actualization. It reminds you like what, have you been working on healing and how can you reclaim your voice and your power and um, express yourself in the world in the way you're meant to show up in the world? That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, you're welcome. And it's so powerful Mm -hmm. because I know that so many people, especially women can really relate to you and um, you know, this path of really following what makes you happy, what lights you up, how can you step into your power using your voice um, without fear? And do you have any tips that you would give to women listening to this podcast or to me and Mia Rose? Exactly. <laughs> sure. Selfishly, you know, we would also <laughs> like to know how to claim our power, <laughs> you know, around using your voice and really stepping into that. Definitely. Um, Well, one main thing is I always encourage uh, 
people, especially anyone who has a feminine quality of holding space for other people, whether you're male or female, it's that sense of nurturing and being an impact. You pick up on people's energy. Um, you you uh, want to help where there's a need, things like that. Those are wonderful gifts and qualities, but it is so important to put your self-care and your time for yourself first. I always encourage people to spend quality time with yourself by yourself. So if that means like um, taking a walk, journaling, taking a bath, meditating, whatever it is, you know, dry brushing, and then applying body oils, connecting with your body and yourself, your breath is so, so powerful. And it's important uh, when it comes to setting that healthy boundary of what's yours and what's not yours to carry. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women, especially, or any feminine um, individuals can feel this need to carry other people's journeys um and i had to come to the realization like i think that if i try to do the work and walk the journey for other people i am kind of taking the jewels and the gifts of someone's dharma and their outcome from them that's part of their dharma and their karma is to go through the journey reap some of their consequences we can hold space and we can love people and we can live by example but um we can't carry their burden and walk the journey for them and so i think releasing that expectation and responsibility and setting that healthy boundary um that's saying this is mine and mine to carry and that's yours and that's yours to carry is so empowering um and also, the other thing I would say is to check out the tools of self-awareness. I love astrology. I love personality tests like the Enneagram. They and, can. <laughs> yeah. They, they and, can. And human design and things like that. Because what this does is it, um, not that you have to completely define yourself. I think we're multifaceted spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm -hmm. And we're constantly growing and changing and learning and evolving. But what it does is it helps you realize what are your motivations. And it helps give you a language when things don't align with you. Why is it that you don't feel like a, F yes, this feels great. You, you know, sometimes we feel like, oh, this feels like it's giving me anxiety and I'm having like a bubbling restlessness underneath the surface. Well, mm -hmm. why is that? Well, because some of the motivations that we have based on um, our personalities and our human design and our Enneagram and our astro astrological chart um, our purpose is different compared to another person's mm -hmm. and what influences them and what inspires them and um, what their path is. I yeah. love how you phrase that too. It's a bio-individual approach that is giving the individuals the freedom and the space to be who they are meant to be. And it gives those in their life, you know, that comfort that we are all on different journeys and we can uphold and honor and empower others to live that unique special journey without taking on the out of the weight pressure expectations and heaviness that we have to oblige by certain standards exactly um, totally yeah. and i really love the four agreements the four yeah. agreements mm -hmm. you know i'm sure so, so many good. of you have heard it but that has helped me 
so much like do your best be true to your word speak your truth in um you know know what's yours to carry and what's not like um in and i think that that is the thing right is to not take anything personally people's experience and their reactions their inactions or actions or statements that's a reflection of their journey it doesn't have to be any reflection on me or my individual experience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So powerful. <laughs> That's a reminder we all need to hear regularly because it's something that we all want to strive for and we all want to be at that place. And I notice personally when I'm getting anxious or uncomfortable, it's because I'm out of my own body. It's when I am thinking from a different perspective and I'm mm-hmm. taking everything personally and I'm creating my own narrative. And then if I prioritize stillness and take a few steps away, I can start to shed those layers and realize, you know what, this is not about me. This is, you know, maybe touching an insecurity or a trigger of mine, but I'm going to let this go. And I notice how much more liberating it is to exhale fully. And my reaction time to those triggers is, is, is becoming a little bit shorter because it's that practice, like you said, prioritizing stillness, reflecting, being there for yourself, recognizing what your body wants, what your body needs. And it's work. Let me tell you, it is it work. Is work. <laughs> you know, a lot of people think that um, connecting with your spiritual life is like those images, those stock photos are like a person sitting on a beach. with their hands. <laughs> yeah. No, like shadow work and inner healing mm-hmm. is sometimes very lonely. Um, yeah, it's it, ongoing. It, it's ongoing, definitely. And another thing I want to add to is um, along your journey is to find your tribe. I think it's so important for mm. people to find their tribe. I think to add to what I was just saying that sometimes inner healing can be very lonely is when you're ready to find people who align along your path and along your growth, a lot of times relationships whether it's family that you were born into or family that you choose those relationships will change or even may Mm -hmm. fall away to the wayside and then maybe come back in later on but um find your tribe i think it's so important um the other thing i would say too is the power of realizing non-attachment a non-attachment like you were saying mia rose the that I think a lot of people get attached to what they do or how they act or how they treat people. And these are just like fruits, but the root and the, the, the trunk and the branches of our being is exactly what you were taking note of. Um, Mia Rose was we're the observers of our experience and, right. and other people's experiences were the awareness of them and I love that you can take a step back and say like why does this trigger me like why do I have this response where I want to be judgmental or shut it down or have a certain opinion about it like it's great that you can zoom out and and see the bigger perspective and say like okay well as i'm processing this it's important too that we offer ourselves grace and compassion because i think especially people like i mentioned who have this feminine quality of holding space and wanting to help other people we can be hard on ourselves we have Mm -hmm. such high expectations to to like 
be nice, be kind, be helpful to do all these things like have a family, have a career, blah, 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 da, 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 all these societal construct expectations. But, um, you know, it's really important for us to offer ourselves compassion and mercy and grace along the journey. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, I do think there are so many expectations and for me, it was helpful to realize, are those expectations aligned with my personal values? Mm-hmm. I did this exercise in therapy about a month ago, and I told my therapist, these are the expectations I think I, I need to follow. And she goes, okay, let's redefine your values. So we did this exercise, and we created oh, a value system. That. And none of the expectations I had for mm-hmm. myself were part of my core value system. And I realized I was living in misalignment for so long and it's wow. an active practice. This is not something that I have come to overnight or like saw a shooting star. And I was like, I am all knowing it's something <laughs> that I'm like catching yeah. myself in real time and realizing yeah. I just acted out of alignment with my goals and my values. And um, what you're saying is, is truly aspirational because it's giving yourself that grace and that space to realize your health journey in every capacity and that holistic capacity is an ongoing process and it's never a final destination. It's something that we can do actively each and every day. Definitely. And like, I'm glad that we're not perfect beings. I think the world and so boring. Yeah, we would be so boring. (laughs) I like the, the little ups and downs of life. I think it's important for our experience here, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, it's been a it's been an interesting two years. A very interesting. I can't two imagine. Years. Oh yeah, Ooh, girl. But <laughs> I am excited for twenty twenty two because it's going to be the year of the tiger and Chinese zodiac, which means fast growth, fast movement, fast changes. Yeah. A lot of Here people may. Yeah, a lot of may, people may be moving or changing jobs or um, just realizing certain values and core belief systems no longer serve them and just releasing that and allowing themselves to um, redefine their inner script, you know, and yeah. I think that's so exciting. So exciting. Oh, yeah. Ready for it. Uh, Ready for some fast change. Yeah, I love that people had this kind of collected experience where there were there was this painful growth for a lot of people you know this this consciousness awakening awakening on a universal level and now people are like okay I'm here for it like the peeling off the band-aid was very painful but I'm here for the inner healing of the layers definitely I wanted to share with you both if it's okay so going back to the dreams this is something that has I've really been looking at since my Reiki um, training. And it just really gave me the power to, you know, step into, you know, what are these messages I'm receiving? And so dreams has also been one for me. Um, I know. And last night I oh, had wow. the most amazing experience. I'm also in therapy right now. Major plug for anyone to find a therapist that they love. (laughs) Amen, Um, sister. I love therapy. (laughs) Amazing. And it's just been a few months and it was so necessary for me. And I realized a major blocker that I had placed on myself um, after some really big changes in my life, some trauma in my life in the past two years, especially like around romantic relationships. Mm. And I had not seek out a therapist right away. And it has been such 
it has been so life changing because, you know, I see myself as very in touch with my feelings and I think I can analyze, you know, anything to death basically, but to have that outside voice and being able to check in with someone else and someone who's asking really thoughtful questions about my Mm -hmm. journey, um, just these past few months, it's just been such a gift and she really was an angel the way I found her. It's been great. I'm so proud of you. That's so wonderful. I have to second that anyone who's listening, who's been considering therapy or maybe you had a not so great experience with the therapist. um, I hope that doesn't discourage you, you know, there is a therapist out there for you. I had to go through several therapists to uh, find one. And actually, I think she's like a total of 26 years old. And I have many years on top of that. (laughs) But, um, you know, at first I was like, she's very young but girl <laughs> she gives me the work you know what I'm saying she calls That's me out within the first 10 minutes I was like oh okay, go there. I <laughs> like okay. you yeah I like you wow okay it's so, almost like dating exactly. you have to date you do you totally. do find the right therapist yeah absolutely 100% I know. there should be like therapy uh, apps, like, I would agree with their profile. Yes, like fast. <laughs> like you have like a um, Tinder like swipe dating. right, swipe left. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> love it. That would be amazing. I think this is oh, an app man. that we should start. I oh, love it, but God. I also yeah. think we should incorporate other types of health and wellness practitioners and um, helpers and healers because I would love to know where can I find a Reiki healer in in my area and how can I, mm-hmm. you know open that door because it, it, it can be an intimidating rabbit hole if you're hearing, so it's, you know, yeah. it's like, well, where do I start? Oh, well, you know, everything has a cost associated with it. Everything has, yeah. uh, you know, so many different steps and unfortunate obstacles. You know, what would you recommend to someone who is hearing this podcast and inspired by your story and wants to tap into some of the modalities that you mentioned? How would they be able to kind of assess what area to pursue first? Well, you can check out my website. It's sadanghealing, S-A-R-A-N-G, healing.com. And I talk about the different modalities and services I offer. But I'll say, if I'm not the one for you, I totally get it. I don't take it personally. Um, Mind Body is great. I'm on Mind Body. It has multiple practitioners. Heal.me is great. Um, It used to be Cloud. Now it's heal.me. And it shows local practitioners practitioners in the area and you can kind of compare which one may be closer to you Perfect. or which one you vibe with yeah I'm, I'm also on instagram and facebook and linkedin you can find me under my name uh sarah che c-h-o-i or my practice name which is sarang s-a-r-a-n-g healing and Beautiful. i would love to connect with you absolutely yeah. yes thank you for sharing so many wonderful resources have all of that link as well when we um, publish this podcast and share your information. Yeah, it will be readily available for our listeners. So thank you so much. Awesome. Great. And we also like to end our podcast with what we call is um, our guided curiosity. So it's kind of like homework for our listeners. And there's so many great nuggets in this podcast. But if we had to start with one guided curiosity, one piece of homework for our listeners, what would you recommend for everyone to try today? 
Ooh. Hmm. I think it kind of links into everything we were talking about today. I'm going to invite everyone to think about and maybe even write down a list of what are your core beliefs about yourself? Love that. What do you think about yourself? Um, it's one thing what your <clears throat> heart may want to think mm -hmm. about yourself, but really deep. Dig deep Dig into deep. that question and ask yourself, what are your core beliefs about yourself? Do you feel like you have more value in your life if you do more, if you achieve more, if you're busier? Or do you feel like <clears throat> you have more value because you're nicer to someone or you're more helpful or you're needed? What do you think is your core belief about yourself and then uh, under that layer I'm going to ask you is that your own belief or is it something you observed at a younger age or in media or you heard via conversations and think about that is it your own belief? Is it your own thought? Or is it something you've heard, learned, or absor absorbed? I think nutrition is not just about food. It's what we listen to. It's what we see. It's what we consume. It's the energy we absorb. And so I'm going to invite everyone to think about these core beliefs and see what type of food you're, you're consuming uh, spiritually, physically, emotionally and intellectually and financially. <laughs> I love that. What a fantastic way to wrap up and to summarize the beautiful nuggets of wisdom that you have shared with us. I am so grateful for this conversation and I'm eager to share it. And um, I know our listeners will love it as well. Amanda, thank you so much for bringing oh, Sarah on. So this is, um, yeah, as expected, this, was phenomenal and I am just really grateful to have this opportunity and to have this time with you so thank you so much thank you so much for inviting me this was a lot of fun and I look forward to connecting with anyone who reaches out to me from this podcast and continue tuning into this amazing podcast hosted by Mia Rose and Amanda January they're amazing spirits and beautiful hearts so thank you so much have a great rest of your year and an amazing magical new year you as thank well you so thank you so much so much love Bye. Thank you for listening to today's live chat on Confidently Curious. If you are interested for more information and updates, please follow us at Confidently Curious Pod on Instagram, personally at You Are In Bloom. And please follow and support my lovely co host, Amanda January, at Amanda January Method on Instagram. As always, we welcome comments, feedbacks, and suggestions on our Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Thanks, lovelies.